you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, everybody. We've reached the halfway point of the 2019 Pro Bowl vote. Who do you want to see in the game? Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Breeze back under pressure. The ball's intercepted. Jordan Lewis at the 22. Jordan Lewis intercepted Drew Breeze and returned the ball to the 17. The first Cowboy takeaway of the night. How about you, Jordan Lewis? And that was the play that sealed an amazing victory for the Dallas Cowboys, 13-10 to in Dallas this evening over the previously 10-1 and and now 10-2 and and previously invincible-looking New Orleans Saints. Now you've got to ask, what is happening? Mark Sessler here riding solo this evening. We'll throw it to the rest of the gang and myself in a few, or perhaps... I will filibuster and speak for 45 to 50 minutes because this is a very rare occurrence in this studio. What a game this evening. This was uh, an absolute delight of a Thursday night affair. And before we get going, big ups to our colleague, the great Gil Brandt, who was inducted into the Cowboys' ring of honor this evening. As any Cowboys fan worth their salt knows, Brandt was an absolutely pivotal member of team history in Dallas. And much more than that, the draft, the combine, he's the co- essentially the, the godfather of the NFL scouting combine. So a big evening for Gil Brandt tonight. Every time you speak to him and we have the chance once in a while, you learn something new. A wonderful guy. Congrats. And now let's get to this game. What an evening. I, I honestly, I know that I sound often cynical about a lot of these, um, these primetime affairs, especially the fact that Dallas is always shoved into them no matter what. But this was my favorite game of the year so far. It felt ripped right out of January. And I felt that Dallas set the tone immediately. And really in a way that I, I, don't, I can't think of too many teams that have set the tone against an opponent the way that they did all season long. It was really incredible to watch shoving New Orleans into a pair of three, out, three and outs right out of the gate. Drew Brees, an 18-year career, he has never until tonight opened 0 for 4 passing. The Cowboys, it seems like a minuscule stat, but how has that never happened? But it really did tell you what was going to happen for the rest of this game. And, you know, for the first time in eons, we saw an entity called the Saints punter 
emerging from the deep shadows. I don't. This guy has essentially been in bubble wrap all season. Seems like a nice job tonight. He had to do some work, and it wasn't just their defense. You know, Dallas. What they did, they went right down the field on their first drive for a field goal, and it's the first time in five games that the Saints trailed. And I, I saw it on Twitter, everyone saying you cannot beat this team with field goals. You've got to score touchdowns. Absolutely true. But tonight was the aberration for that. And Dallas came right back later when they went up 10-0 on an incredible screen pass to Ezekiel Elliott. And you just got the feeling at this point, you wondered if it could last. In this season, where the war cry is the defense simply does not matter, well, tell that to tell that to the Cowboys because they overcame later on an Amari Cooper fumble, and that's when I thought the Saints are gonna everything's gonna flip and they're gonna come back in. But minutes later, what did they do? A goal line stand on the Saints, and it was just another stretch of play where Demarcus Lawrence, I thought he looked like an All Pro this evening. Jalen Smith shined, and rookie linebacker Leighton Vanderesh made it very clear that he is a vastly unique player, and he is gonna be around for a long, long time. And we saw something ripped out of 2016, I thought, as Dallas just was able to chew up the clock with these long drives, keeping the Saints really in something of a deep sleep. And they, to close the first half the way they did with a 16-play, 71-yard field goal drive, it, it's, this, was, this was the thing. It ate up nine-plus minutes. This was the game that made you think that maybe Dallas can do something that no one else has been able to do against these high-powered offenses. This is how you mess with the Saints who had about 31 yards of offense in the first half. Incredible. This was a this was really a game that I found from wire to wire fascinating to watch. It flew by like a pitcher's duel. And there was a moment I thought when the Cowboys, you know, a different type of Cowboys effort, they would have been doomed when Randy Gregory had a terrible penalty in the second half. It was essentially a roughing the kicker call that put the Saints back in action and they quickly scored to get up within, you know, within three of the Cowboys, and you thought this is at some point this little thing where you're trying to squeeze the ball out of the Saints' hands with these long drives, and you're not scoring much yourself. It's bound to it's bound to crumble. But it, but minutes later, that Jordan Lewis interception just outside of the two-minute warning sealed it. And I think this game is a major fly in the ointment amid all this talk about the fact that defense does not matter. It still matters. Obviously, the trend is in the opposite direction, but tonight it showed differently. And for all the talk of Jason Garrett being you know, weeks away from being fired, this was an incredible coaching effort by him. And it was an incredibly inspired affair by the whole team, a team that, I, you know, that I've counted out, the whole NFC East I've counted out. I said some very unpretty things later in this show about the NFC East, which you know, I'm going to ask our editors if they have time to maybe remove because I look like an absolute idiot, uh, not the first time. But 170 total yards for the Saints. And, and I think it tells you that Dallas is the team to beat in this division. Don't talk to me about the Redskins or an Eagles team that can't string wins together and looks utterly lost. So really, an inspired affair inside an NFC East division that needed someone to step up. They, we have the beginning of that right now. They moved to 7-5, and five, and it's, it's been a good week because they had the Thanksgiving win. You get this, and listen, what else can you say? Cam behind the glass. I do. Well, I don't know what's going on here. It's late at night. It's 8:41 in Los Angeles. Why do we have a phone line uh, lit up? What's happening here? Uh, I have no idea, but I'm going to go ahead and patch it through. Is that cool with you? It is. I mean, I'm alone here, so I could <laughs> use some company. Sure. All right. All right. Here we go. The Cowboys win in a smackdown, and this Lander Vanderesh is rugged. 
downhill thumping linebacker who sits atop an Erica list for defensive rookie of the year. He's a rugged, tall drink of water. Shut up. I'm doing something football related. With a long, muscular frame. He's quick to the edges. He's instinctual, and he has fresh, young, vibrant skin. Yum, yum. He's the closest thing this team has to a real cowboy man. Oh, yeah. Now back to Hollywood. Football out. Okay, that felt vastly unnecessary, but um, we will uh, get back to real football analysis soon. Thank you, Erica. I'm not sure what's happening in your, uh, in your home or apartment, wherever it is you live. Uh, the Saints, listen, like the, the next four games, they have the Bucks, the Panthers, the Steelers, and the Panthers again. Not an easy slate. The Cowboys have the Eagles, Colts, Bucks, and Giants. I think this is the team to beat in the NFC East. And before we get to the pod, a very happy birthday to our friend Mr. F., out in The Hague, the Netherlands, turns the big 5-0 today. We love you, my friend, and uh, happy birthday to you from all four of us and the whole cast and crew. And now let's get to the Week 13 preview. It's a big show. Hang with us. The Around the NFL podcast is the cause and solution to the loose cannons wine problem. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Whenever we can get out of here with Tamposi being uh, tabbed as the one with the wine problem, I'm accepting that argument. <laughs> <laughs> I could think of a few others, but... Do you drink the uh, the grapes? Sometimes, but people tweeted these at us. Like, I we tweeted out, you know, yeah. and I was like, what makes you think I have a... Problem. Great job by the listeners, I think, on the money drops lately. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're getting better. Doing nice. Year six or season six, and getting better and better. Um, speaking of people interacting on Twitter, um, our holiday party is coming up, as, uh, as you may or may not be aware. And uh, I did have an idea at one point, Erica, to um, we get a plus one for the first time. Had the idea, why don't we you know, auction off yeah. a, a date? with Ricky Hollywood, but after seeing some of the activity on your Twitter lately, no, there's yeah. too many creeps out there. Yeah. Oh my God. Clean it up guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been bad. I always thought of our listenership as, um, typically almost essentially all male, which I think is still pretty accurate, but, uh, decent folk who were, if anything, maybe a tad lonely at times. A some of thirsty. Them. Yeah. It's like the same way any of us <laughs> were when we were young, you're just trying to, you're driftless to some degree. Um, but but I'm seeing another side now that uh, I would strike is utterly concerned. You're always going to have a couple bad apples. I I yeah. choose to believe that these creeps are just a few, you know, sprinkled of the crazies out there, and the most of our list. But just imagine if one of those creeps once said auction and was standing next to us at the holiday. No, party. I think I, that's a good. I think yeah. your the your problem is then, is, they, then they're with you. I and showed you've got Dan. To deal with, yeah. Well, I showed all of you guys a lot of of messages I've been getting. And then the first thing Dan says to me is, and imagine if that guy was next to you at the holiday party <laughs> auctioned as your date. And I was like, okay. That's yeah. what I just said, so. Okay. Yeah. I think in general, selling like a woman's body, probably not a great, you know. It's not my body. Oh, my to God. Do on the platform. If I go as a date, oh, my God, Greg. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Greg? Selling her body? Oh, I just assumed. Was this a decent proposal? I just assumed that came with the, the package. <laughs> Well, I think the problem is some of the people tweeting assume that too, and that's yeah. the, that's where those people should not probably be allowed on the premises. Let's keep packages out of this. Yeah. Uh, all right. You heard at the top of the show we talked some Saints, some Cowboys in Big D. 
and now we're going to get to the rest of the week 13 games. Yes, it is. Uh, it's all over for the buys. So we got a lot of football to talk about. Uh, in fact, I think we should just get into it, boys. And we got to stay on schedule. I miss the buys, but yes, you're right. No bloviating. That's the rule for today's show. All right. Okay. What about holding forth? I'll call it out if I see some bloviation. I mean, if you're spinning the finger, we need to actually pay attention <laughs> to that that signal this time. Uh, let's get into it. And we'll start with the early games. The Baltimore Ravens. They ain't dead. They lost three in a row. They got left for dead. Then they came out of their bye. They installed Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, and they've won two straight. So here they are, six and five. Uh, second place in the AFC North and right in the mix for the wild card. They now travel to Atlanta to face the Dirty Birds, the Falcons, who have seen their season crumble. Chris Wessling, uh, three straight losses. They're four and seven. They're pretty much cooked uh, in the NFC. So if Lamar Jackson, who looks like he's starting again for the third straight week, he seems set up pretty well here to continue uh, the good uh, situation for Baltimore here. This is the destitute man's version of Cowboys versus Saints as far as contrasted <laughs> styles. The Ravens are averaging 255 rushing yards per game with Lamar Jackson. Falcons are 30th in rushing DVOA. Mm. And you may say, hey, the Ravens ran all over the reeling Bengals and the cratering Raiders. Well, let me, th- let me tell you something. The Falcons are dead last in defensive DVOA this year. Wow. 32nd in football outs- outsiders metrics. So, can can the Falcons' defense stop Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards? And Is he going to lock it up? Can Lamar Jackson compete in a shootout with Matt Ryan? I don't know. Mm. It's, a, it's an interesting concept. You sounded like you sort of do believe the Ravens can get this thing done. I thought you were maybe. I think they can bend the Falcons' defense to their will, but I do not think that Lamar Jackson can pass with Matt Ryan if this gets into the 20, high 20s in score. No, they can do those 13, 15 play drives. I mean, they're still searching for balance. They came out trying to pass, and they're going to need to pass. They're trying to keep their receivers happy. It's it. I just can't. I can't believe we're here at week 13. And the Falcons are out of it. I don't know. They they were every all four, it all, year? all four of us had them in the conference championships at worst. I just I can't believe it. But Attrition's it's, it's a censored. It's true. I mean, I guess if you can keep Matt Ryan off the field with long drives that are are run heavy, but there there isn't. They, the next gen stats shows that Lamar Jackson, the passer, is struggling in various areas. He has a zero passer rating, throwing into tight windows, and like a mm. forty four completion percentage throwing out wide. So it's like he is still a work in progress, and that's not a surprise. We knew that coming in. So they're you know they're sort of like kind of stuck doing what they're doing to some degree. And maybe, you know, being in a dome too, it'll help them with their speed on the ground. I, both the Falcons and the Panthers are two teams that have cratered in the last three weeks that I, I kind of thought a lot more of. So I, I am out of the game of thinking the Falcons are going to uh, come come on strong here. And I just think the Ravens are kind of in a good place here because maybe Lamar, Lamar Jackson is going to make mistakes and he's not a perfect quarterback. He, he certainly is not. Uh, polished at this stage in his career, but they have some positive energy around them right now with Jackson in the lineup, and you cannot say that for the Falcons, so I kind of feel like that will travel 
Uh, and that's why I will not lock it up, but I think the Ravens hmm. will win this. We also keep talking about the Falcons' offense. In their last three games, their output point-wise, 16, 19, and 17. So they, they have sounds no, a lot like last year. They have no running game, and they've made some big mistakes, and the line's not playing as well. You, you're right, and this is a game where the, the Ravens' defense needs to stand up. The Ravens, to me, they have the, they're a fascinating team right now. They, they have so much at stake. Like it's, This is like a script a, you know, they would reject this script in Hollywood right now. It's like the Lamar Jackson, the rookie quarterbacks coming in, trying to save John Harbaugh's job. They just have a lot at stake each and every week because like, this whole thing could get blown up. It's not just Joe Flacco, who returned to practice, by the way, Thursday. And so if he doesn't play this week, that means he's essentially... I mean, he was using a walker. On the well, limited, too. Limited, yeah. but that means he's essential, like that he's getting closer to, to coming back. Here are some other guys that are up for free agency on this team. Terrell Suggs, C.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith... Uh, Jimmy Smith could be gone next year. Eric Weddle, there's some talk that he might not be back. So this is a just a team with a lot at stake that kind of like needs a big run. You're kind of spinning this as like some Disney movie. I, I guess I we don't need get excited t- about the Ravens. Yeah, but I, do, I, do I do not do. need a two and a half hour uh, movie about the Ravens. Any team, I would never. Buy I find John Harbaugh movie. interesting, and I and I definitely find watching Lamar Jackson interesting. All right, let's move on uh, to the Denver Broncos, another team in the mix in the AFC. Um, at five and six, they had that big win at home over the Steelers the week before that they went to, uh, the hub. Nobody wants to go into the stub hub, uh, because it's just a tough place to, to win a football game, but they did it. That was a joke. Everybody wants to go to the stub <laughs> hub because it's like a glorified home game anyway. So here they are five and six still in the mix in the AFC and they get another five and six team. But the, the Bengals, uh, Greg are about as bad as a five and six team can be right now. They are. They have one of the worst defenses in the league and an offense that's more or less cratered when A.J. Green was out of the lineup, but they do get A.J. Green that's back three this Three craters week. in the first A lot of craters. I don't know. Maybe it's contagious. No more craters. And, and it's such a tough matchup for Driscoll on paper. You mentioned, I think in our last show, Wes, just about the improving Broncos defense. Since week six, I believe it is, they are the number two defense according to DVOA. Uh, the Vikings and the in the Broncos, who both started out slow defensively, they're playing just very sound defense. It's not flashy, but they have one of the best linebackers, obviously, in, or edge rushers in Von Miller, and one of the best cornerbacks in Chris Harris, and a pretty just solid group overall otherwise. So it's kind of hard for me, even though uh, I don't think this is a, a gimme for Denver because I don't think they're good enough to have any gimmies. It just seems like their defense should be enough to go win a game on the road. Also, Cordy Glenn did not practice again. They had to sign Andre Smith, who was just cut, and who is not a very good tackle. And you're dealing with the best duo of pass rushers in the league. It's not. It's Bradley Chubb along with Von Miller. I don't. I this Matt. The one. The one positive I think for the Bengals is that Joe Mixon has been running. He's awesome. played awesome week after week, but it gets lost in all their other He's issues. Great. Tyler Boyd is another positive. He's been fantastic this year. The, the Broncos' interior offensive line and in, in line in general is so bad. I I'm sort of already backing off mentally of thinking this team can make the playoffs despite their schedule because Case Keenum overcame that last week, but that's asking too much to overcome it each and every week. I mean, they they are one of the worst groups in the league, and that part of the team hasn't really Is Vance Joseph in the process of winning his job back for next year? I think if he won eight games, he'd stay. That's just my gut feel of Their LA. defensive improvement will have a lot to do with it. But they say uh, – Musgrave, he coached, the, I think, has coached pretty well the last couple of weeks, especially last week. He, they cooked Is up Musgrave a hot us. candidate? No, okay, but, okay, just but I think he had a nice week <laughs> against the Steelers. They say you could tell a lot about a coaching staff about how a team comes out of the bye. 
I am about to predict that the Bengals will lose all eight of their games out of their bye heading into uh, that's hard to do the offseason. Dan, the Jets are. De- I I I have heard from a few people that the Jets are locked in, very interested in Bill Musgrave as a potential hire for next season. <laughs> Bill or, or Hugh, maybe. Quick word on. It's not going to work out no matter who they are. On Driscoll, <laughs> a little bit like Taysom Hill as far as his skill set. He's a, he's an incredible athlete, very fast, athletic. Um, Threw a couple of passes that should have been intercepted and weren't. Took a bad third down sack. Lifts his back leg at times like Blake Bortles. A little bit of mechanical like issues. But he's more fun than Dalton to watch. Like, he could be interesting to watch. I just think he's going to turn the ball over a lot. Uh, Greg, it's time. It's week 13. Uh, time to uh, take out your internal calculator and let us know a path to the playoffs to the Broncos. Are we <laughs> buying in? Well, they Fire up the machine. <laughs> I because of what I just said in terms of their offensive line, they they're five and six, so they're a game behind the Ravens and Colts, who I both think are headed to nine wins at the very least. So you got to win five. You got to win five out of six. I don't yeah. think that's happening with this. I think they they find a way to loop. Maybe the Browns game next week, especially, could be a tough one. But it's still early enough where there's a clear path to the playoffs as long as they take. Oh the yeah, all these five. Yeah, the forty nine. Heck, and the Bengals too. I'm almost afraid to say Marvin Lewis is dead because we've said it like four different well, times. Well, Marvin Lewis is an idiot. Rasputin. Let's move on. Let's bring that one back, Ricky. Uh, the Rams. We need a new calculator. Ten. <laughs> That's that that we we don't, don't have that. It's, it's also like it sounds like a lazy mathematician. He's going very slow. I don't yeah. know what. He's not good at his job. Uh, the Rams are ten and one. They are um, coming off. One of the biggest, uh, most memorable games in the history of their franchise, that 54-51 Monday night win over the Chiefs. So then they got the bye, and now they're in Detroit, uh, Mark Sessler, to face a Lions team that, uh, uh, as was on clear display on Thanksgiving, just there's no there's no weapons around Matthew Stafford right now, and it's not getting any better with Marvin Jones getting moved to IR. Uh, there to me, there's just this is a game you can't look in the mirror. I don't care. I don't even need oh, to confer no, no. with anyone because how would the Lions ever keep pace with this Rams team in their current state? I mean, if someone attempted to lock up the Rams in this game, we I I think you're off the podcast for good you're because you're, you just don't simply, cannonball. Shoot this almost makes out. me want to try it just to see the reaction. No, but you're I right. Think that you, they're, you'd, they're go, too. you'd go full villain. You'd go pure Hackenberg. I mean, the Lions too. I've got injuries. <laughs> Do not try it. I'm not. I, wasn't I, mean, it is absurd. I wasn't thinking of it. I just, I feel like there was all this hope around Matt Patricia as someone that was this, you know, he's a rocket scientist. He's going to come in and remold the identity of the Detroit Lions. It's a bit of a straw man set up here. Well, I'm just, okay. I don't know. I, it reminds me of like when Belichick took over the Patriots in 2000. And it's so easy to forget this, that he was, his Q rating was so low back then, Bill Belichick, that, and I saw it from the Browns angle where he utterly was seen as a failure in Cleveland where I, I thought otherwise, but the media hated him. And that first year with the Patriots, they went 5-11. and 11. They hated him then. They were awful, and it looked like Robert Kraft had bit off more than he can chew because he was still learning how to be an owner. And the next year they open up 1-3. and three, and Ron Borges is like asking for him to be fired. Right, Eat people are piling on him, on Belichick, so hard. And then by the end of that year, they win the Super Bowl. So I guess the thing is you have <laughs> to be patient with Matt Patricia, but I feel like he's already started to grumble with reporters. He's had two or three incidents where he's telling reporters to improve their, their posture when they're in the crowd, pinging him with questions. And so you have to have patience, but the problem with this game is you look across the sideline, and we have coaches today in Sean McVay and someone like Matt Nagy where in one season everything changes. And so it's just like with Matt Patricia – I don't know. I come out of this whole Lions experience wondering, like, what's, what's been accomplished here? Counterpoint, 
that feels really unfair to Patricia because when you have to you look at the personnel and what's going on, like I, I well, hold just, on. My argument is that I'm comparing them to the what happened with Bill Belichick, where a year and right, four time. games in, people were saying it's an utter failure. We don't know. It's just that there's right. a lack of patience today, and it's not a they, good look for Patricia. Okay, uh, all right, I understand that. Like, and I he think, took over a winning team too, which is worth remembering. But really, I mean, is there is there a winning team that that's kind of more fugazi than than with the Lions? Well, I mean, the Lions are a team that I don't care. They can go nine and seven from here uh, until uh, twenty years from now, and I just still, might. and I just don't. It's no reason to think that you're taking over a team that's like on the cusp of becoming something special. They're another no. team that just kind of exists, and they need a lot of work to be done well, around there, them. There's something uncomfortable about watching Matthew Stafford, who's one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the league, run such a dink and dunk boring offense. It's like, are we using are you using his skill set the best? And that makes me think, are they going to you know, have Cooter around next year? But I, I'm more interested in the, the Rams. They're the relevant team in this game. And well, what, I was trying to attempt yeah. not just to talk yeah. about the Rams. So, I'm just you hate them. Yeah, I, I just want to. I do not hate them. I, I, I'm curious to see what McVay much. does coming out of a bye, though, because I think great coaches read Belichick. They self-scout. They come out of the bye, maybe looking a little different, maybe making some adjustments. Certainly the defense could use some adjustments. How are they going to handle Cooper Cup's lot, you know, loss long term? So we'll see if. They come out with some Akeem new wrinkles. Akeem expected to play for the first that's, time in two months. That's huge. I mean, the Rams are 29th in points allowed since week four. Keep Tlaib might help solve some of that. Uh, let's move on. The Cardinals uh, are 2-9. and nine. They're on a three-game losing streak. They got pasted by the Chargers. Uh, they went up 10 nothing last week against uh, L.A. and then gave up 45 unanswered points. So that kind of tells you where they're at as a franchise right now. They now travel to Lambeau Field to face the Packers, who have lost four of five, and uh, they have a chance now to get healthy. They got the Cardinals this week, uh, Wes, and then uh, the Falcons at home next week. They finally start. Oh, Mark. They finally start. That's uh, a great point because they're going to hang around. Oh, they're going to hang around and – that brings us to Aaron Rodgers. This year's mission statement, we're just going to let it all hang out. That's what the playing style is going to be. And Randall Cobb said he's getting ready to light everybody up this week, talking about Aaron Rodgers. Great. That's fine. Whatever. I'm not buying in. There are only six teams in the league with fewer wins than the Packers this year. I'm not doing this where we're talking every week, are the Packers going to make the playoffs? <laughs> I'm with Mark on this. The Packers are over. They're over the hump. They jumped the shark. They're done for the year. Sorry. That's fine. They're going to win this game. They're but gonna if win they win three in a row, you're not allowed to come back. Okay. And all of a sudden be singing sea poems about Aaron Rodgers and okay. how fun they are. All right. It's a, it's a big decision. That's all I'm saying. It is I mean, I feel I, I, I'm living with it without too many concerns. I'm allowed to enjoy Aaron Rodgers, but on this nope. podcast, I won't nope. say ha- that they're going to be like you a have contender. To, you have to be like Mark and just grumble throughout every great throw Aaron Rodgers. Well, made. no, I will say this, though. The schedule, the the schedule suggests they're going to go. Here's what I think they're going to do. They're going to go 4-1 and one down the stretch and be 8-7-1, and one, but there's going to be some mathematical nonsense going on in Week 17, and they're going to shove them into prime time or do something with it where we got to deal with it until the Well, we don't know if Mike Daniels is back. They are very banged up. They had 13 guys in their injury report. Randall Cobb maybe is coming back. David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. You know, they, I, here's what I want is – what is the phrase this week? Like, let's let it all hang out. Yeah. Okay. So that <laughs> exactly. So that was Wednesdays, <laughs> but Sundays was also the the whole narrative of Rogers like ticking through the schedule one by one. I think as a as a society, the cognoscenti needs to stop like waiting to see what Rogers says after each one of these games. They're like, what's his little thing uh, this week? I mean, what's his thing this year? Like, he's just talking. Let's stop 
picking that. That's always the top story on ESPN, whatever Rodgers' catchphrase is after the latest loss. My, it's not my, working. My other thing is, let's say they do get to it's eight tired wins. Bit. Uh, tired bit football if people. If they get to eight wins by beating the Cardinals, Falcons, Jets, and Lions, I still don't know what to make of this team. They should beat those teams. But they're mediocre. Mediocre team. Like I said, only six teams have fewer wins than the Packers right now. They are a, basically a non-entity. God, if they – that schedule, though. And, and Rogers they beat is, the Bears, they can win out. They really can. And 9-6-1 and one probably will get it done. I think it would. Here's the thing, though, just based on – and I'll agree with what you were saying, Wes. Just based on what we've seen, they're much more likely to lose right. to one of those teams I agree than they that. are to make I don't run. think. Yeah, I don't think magic is happening this year. They have issues. They, they have an absence of playmakers, which is inexcusable. Outside of Devontae Adams, they're waiting for these young guys to step up, which isn't happening. Jimmy Graham is just not Jimmy Graham, and now he's hurt as well. Aaron Jones has been a revelation. Uh, but there's just something that's not clicking with that team offensively or defensively, which – a defense that has didn't get a lot of help in the <laughs> waning years of the Ted Thompson era, and now I think they're paying for it through but some bad draft. You know when you wait when you see like a movie a preview comes out and like it gets you all a flutter. I know Wes hasn't like been into a movie theater in like thirty years. I love like, movies, but Hollywood <laughs> hates humanity, so I'm not gonna. Like, but point go. being, like we'll get excited occasionally for a preview, we'll get fired up, yeah. and then you go watch the movie, and when it's a letdown. Like, you want to convince yourself even. Like, this, I fall into this trap with some of these franchises that have been around since I was a kid. It's like, what you want it a manufactured <laughs> joke. You want, exa- you want it to be, like, better than it actually was. And it takes you months to realize this product was subpar. And that is how I think a lot of people feel about the Packers. You want them to be this thing that they, the product is subpar right now. The, 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 pro- the great thing is, though, they're playing a lot of teams. Last week, the Cardinals were playing on Fox, and Chris Myers was kind of talking about they're up early in the game. And he's like, this is a team that's. It's up against the ropes, and I really enjoyed Daryl Johnston just jumped in right in. He's like, he's like, they're through the ropes. They fell through. <laughs> and it's like they're playing all these teams that fell through the ropes. No. They're, out, they're out of the ring. Wes, <laughs> need a final decision. Where are you going? You going to hang in there? Or are you going to jump like, on the I don't like the, the parameters train? you set. Are you going to hang yeah, in there? Is, or were Wes the words you, the you said about the Packers earlier meaningless? I don't you agree to your terms. Okay. Can't have it both ways. But I can't enjoy a quarterback. I'm saying you can't play. You he can't, can have it his way. You can you you can't have it where you're gonna be burying them for a couple of weeks as you've been doing now, and then you'll kind of poo poo their win this week, and then when they win two more times, all of a sudden be like, "This is the Aaron Rodgers that makes everything so special in football, and I love it." And th- he is the master tactician out there. Like you can't come back and be that guy this year. Next year, you could do it we've, again. We've, we've done this show for too long. <laughs> look, look, all I'm saying is I should still be allowed to watch him play. even if I, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm he's still allowed to get excited by Aaron He's not giving Rodgers. up on them. That's what right, I'm taking. But you're not gonna, he hasn't given up. You're not going to grumble and curse uh, if good things up. happen to Aaron Rodgers or bad things happen. No, I'm not going to grumble and curse, but I do believe that Mark has read this team well for the last month. He has. There's no doubt about that. Mark, let's talk about your team now. Great job picking the Packers. Oh, the Cleveland Browns. The Brownies (laughs) on a two-game winning streak. And uh, take out the abacus, Uh, Greg. Shouldn't we wait till we get another, a newer one? one? It's pretty early in the mix. Is it four, six, and one? They're still okay if they win. They they have a 6% chance of making the playoffs according to some some of these, uh, some of these, they don't have an easy schedule. Analytics. Either. The problem with them is their schedule. If right. they had one of these cupcake schedules, then you can start really. Convincing All right, let's get into it. The Browns, uh, four, six, and one. 
a nice win in Cincinnati last week, but now they're on the road against one of the hottest teams in the league, the Houston Texans, who are, have won, of course, eight straight, including that Monday night victory over the tight tunes. Um, Greg, I'll, I'll tee you up, though, on this one. So the idea of uh, whether you buy into the Texans as despite the eight game winning streak, are you buying into the Texans as an AFC superpower right now? It's a good question. I guess no, I'm not. I want to see, I want to see that perform that type of performance that they had against Tennessee. I'm with another you, time. Offensively is where I'm not convinced that Lamar. That basically you have one playmaker in DeAndre Hopkins, one very promising young quarterback in Deshaun Watson, and not enough else. And so superpower is a strong word, right? Super, yeah. super. And I get it though. This is a unique year in the AFC. I think it's deeper than the NFC right now. We've said for years, oh, the Patriots, especially last year, this is a very thin conference. Right now, you have five teams uh, with three losses or less, and the Texans are one of those. But to me, they are solidly that fifth team uh, until proven otherwise. But honestly, if they won convincingly against the Browns, that would that would show me something because I think this is going to be a very tough offense to stop right now with Baker Mayfield. And if their defense can do that, it shows that their defense really is one of the better defenses in the league. I feel like Cleveland has done something of a miracle over the last two weeks to not have a single sack on Baker Mayfield. And at some point, someone's going to figure out how to counteract whatever it is they're doing. He's, he's good at sensing pressure and getting rid of the ball. He is, but he was getting crushed. I mean, he's gotten better at it too, but he, there, were, there were some awful weeks where he, he was running for his life. And you still have Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard playing tackle, and now you're dealing with something different than what the Bengals and Falcons were throwing at hey, you, yo. which is J.J. Watt, Jadevian Clowney, and the rest of that defense. And so this is a huge test for Cleveland to play on the road. And, Dan, like I, I totally buy into the Texans as – a nuisance in the AFC that if things go, you don't win eight games as a fluke. I mean, you you it's good coaching. I really like Bill O'Brien and what he's done this. They season. could get a buy it. We they talked could. about it on the Twitter I, show just because of the schedule. I think they could get in there with three or four losses and get a buy. I also think they're one of these teams that it's almost better if they don't get the buy, where they have to go win a playoff game At to home. get into yeah. the buy situation to get into that one of those teams with the buy and then play upset king. That they are a team that if things went right and especially if Lamar Miller continue to run the way he has last couple weeks, which I think is still a massive wild card. They could be a big nuisance. I think they're a step below the top teams in the league, but um, I do think they have that ability when they click into that next gear, gear where they are terrifying for anybody, and they should be because they have so many playmakers on this team on both sides of the ball. And, yeah, the offense is the side. Their offense is what I'm really looking to see some consistency out of. My boy Lamar Miller my 14-time making the leap candidate. They're a good run blocking he, team. And, and one for West too. <laughs> and Wes had one in there. But, I mean, he, he shows flashes. I know he's not a, a running back that it's a centerpiece of an offense. But uh, when he's able to move the ball and the line's blocking for him, uh, Demarius Thomas with the two touchdowns, I know he's not Demarius Thomas anymore, but he's been a good, a good enough number two so far since they got him uh, that De De DeAndre Hopkins can do his thing. I, I think there's a lot of potential for this team to get better. Do you hear today's news, Dan? What? That there's a sandwich coming my way. Ooh. What are the terms? Baker Mayfield, Offensive Rookie of the Month. Very nice. Off of your sandwich is coming back to me from you. What was Unless you know? Sam Darnold gets healthy and becomes the player of the month. Oh, stop it. It's not over yet. I oh, still you got a month. <laughs> Sam Darnold's going to I got December. <laughs> he might play. How dare you? He He's going to get Rookie of the Month in December? Crazier things about Mayfield it. did that in three games, too. They, they, had, only, he they only had three games. In the number eight offense in the league since week 12, according to Football Outsiders. 
And I think this is such an ideal situation for the Browns. I think it's a tough 12, matchup, by the way. Year. I mean, for uh, week last eight, week, my though. bad. Uh, I think it's a tough matchup for Deshaun Watson, who that's your, I think, case for the Texans getting better. He's only started 17 games in his career. He's coming off a torn ACL, and he seems to be getting better and more comfortable every single week. And by the end of the year, who knows how well he could be playing. But you're going up against the Browns defense, who – they they play they don't rotate. They got about eleven guys who played fifty plus snaps last week, and they're all pretty solid guys. There's no weakness on this Browns defense right now. I so want to do it. Do it. No, they're pretty heavy under. I I did too, do but it. then I didn't I want to create a civil war in the podcast. Dude. Oh, no. you wanted to I go? So, I was going to lock so, the Texans because I love them, but what about a little lock off? Yeah, because you're it. one behind How about me. A lock off? Civil war. Wait, uh, this is why Mark though. Not worth you're, it. You're like, please, let's do a lock off where I'm a touchdown underdog against an eight got team on an <laughs> hey. eight game winning streak at home. That's tough. You guys don't have to sit next Tough's to Mark spot. on Sundays. I will not be taking you on in a lock against the Browns. No, thank you. I, I do shit. find it funny that the lock creates more tension, and it's I think it has a lot more to do with the moods that people are in, I think from a Dan and Mark front, than even how our teams fare sometimes. I, I've noticed that. I thought about making a, you know putting a little rain here on the Brownies because I, I don't think uh, the Texans – what should be they? favored by as much, but I'm not going to. Yeah, it's like a touchdown favorite. I'm not buying. Plus, that. you I, already used this segment yesterday, we'll, so you we'll know there's that see. also. I mean, you're you're trying to make up. I'm not. I'll make rules for your segment. <laughs> God, what a mess. No, you just uh, cancel our segments. Hey, uh, we have now approached the halfway point of the 2019 Pro Bowl vote. Who writes this stuff, Erica? Honestly, not me. Who are your standout players this season? Which NFL stars do you want to see at this year's Pro Bowl? Make sure your favorite players get their spot on the AFC and NFC rosters. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote or by using the hashtag hashtag Pro Bowl vote and including the first and last name of the player, the player's official Twitter handle or a hashtag including the player's first and last name. I do know who wrote, a lot of I do know who wrote that copy, by the way. Wow. I like what you did, though, Dan. You were you were not, not honoring the, pro- the answer to that, Greg. What? What is it? Who wrote no, I'm it? not going to tell you now. Bartlett. <laughs> No, it's not Bartlett. It's a, it's someone who works under Bartlett, and he has a nickname that includes the word spaghetti in it. It's Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> Are you you're certain of that? Mm-hmm. We'll have to. Have a I like though you you're honoring the Pro Bowl by giving the same effort that like the offensive linemen give in the first quarter of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> they synced it up Adderate. nicely there. Uh, moving on, the Colts six and five. They've won five straight. West can't stand up. And now they travel to Jacksonville, the <laughs> big chlorine tank, to face uh, the most disappointing team in football. They've lost seven, or, seven in a row, eight out of nine. Mark Sessler, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh, the Colts look like they're set up to keep rolling and keep the heat on the Texans. Sure, why not? I do think they were fortunate to draw the Dolphins last week, a team that has zero ability to close because it is a game where Andrew Luck threw two interceptions and lost a fumble, but they're a team that can overcome those mistakes. And the one thing I love about this year's Colts is that what's happening is you're getting like the best version of T.Y. Hilton we've gotten in a while, and they take players like an Eric Ebron and revive their careers in this offense. Like, this guy's career was essentially over. It's an argument to trade these guys that are on Team A where nothing's working after you drafted them and give them a new fresh start. I mean, it's, it's weird with Ebron because he was with Stafford, and again, the lines are so hard to figure out. You would have thought he was in a good place in Detroit who drafted him in the first round once upon a time, and it just never clicked, and he goes and plays with Andrew I Luck, and he's the most productive. It's, I think it's a lot coaching. of neck-up stuff. Too, it's and coaching. it's coaching. And it's I think when one thing 
the Patriots do well is, and other great coaches and staffs do, they focus on what players do well. And I think Frank Reich has figured out what Ebron does well. And they're not trying to have him be a 70-snap-a-game, do-everything tight end. They're just letting him do what he does in the red zone. And that's jump balls and box out. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, and, and don't ask him to do other stuff because he'll mess it up. They're doing that with T.Y. Season. Hilton. They're doing that with all the running backs. I mean, Reich has just, been phenomenal. He's been great. It's been a rough. It's uh, a mere opposite of what the Jaguars are offering their fans right now. It's a, it's a rough 2018 for the Cooter, by the way. Couldn't get Ebron fixed. Now we're realizing that. Yeah, it's, you know, he's been, now his you job's know, in trouble. Cooter's been unmasked. No, uh, for, let, no Leonard Fournette in this game was suspended. We did not mention in our last show, I don't believe. But no, that, I think that's a pretty big factor. He was running quite well. Maybe the best that I think he's ever run in, in his brief time after coming back from the hamstring. And the Jaguars lost another offensive lineman last week. Andrew Norwell, their big signing, is on IR now. And their quarterback... Cody Kessler is 0-8 in his career, mm. and he's a game manager. You're asking him to do this without Leonard Fournette. And then on the other side of the ball, Jalen Ramsey not practicing yet this week. Doug Marone said he has a high level of concern over Ramsey's availability. Mm. You're getting a very banged-up Jaguars Jack, team. A can't Jaguars look in the mirror team, here, right, Wes? No, you can't. No. I could not look in the mirror. This Jaguars team, not to mention the infighting. I think you could. I think you could. I cannot absolutely. because because of the Jaguars. <laughs> For what it's worth. I mean it. <laughs> Because of their locker room. I'm not trusting the Colts as a as a guaranteed win any week. I thought that last well, week. Our, our they're on the road. Board feels the same way. It, they picked it's them a like division. Four weeks in it's a yeah, division this, game. The way, they just played each other. That in a moment. They just played no, each other. And I it was agree very with you. tight. They could lose this game, and they're banged up themselves. They lost Jack Doyle, who's a very good tight end. They have end. Like no healthy tight end. right Marlon Mack is in the concussion protocol. He practiced fully on Thursday, but he still has to gain clearance. Losing He's, Jack Doyle is significant. He. Everyone around that team said he was. A great run blocker. One of the re- like all their receivers run block well. They they have a running game. In Indianapolis. I want to say I'm sorry to Wes and uh, the Naheem's Naheem Hines family because I I was really dogging him. I don't even know if I did it on the podcast, but we were oh, having, yeah, we were having conversations and and I was wrong about Naheem. Hines. You don't trust about, about watch. You don't about, trust Mo Ali Cox to step up into the tight end role and play. Is well? he healthy? Huh? He's got a calf injury. Naheem but. Hines made last week on the run. That's, that got that was back. partly why I wanted to apologize. I was just like, I'm sorry, I wronged this man. He, ha- he's fun. I have a, a quick statement for the subreddit. Can we get the missive music, um, Erica? If you want to be recognized by this podcast in the picks challenge, the lock it up picks challenge. Subreddit around the NFL. Do me one favor. Go to your local Home Depot or any Bed Bath and Beyond and purchase yourself a mirror. Yes. Why? And, but you can't put it together because <laughs> who they pick last week? Oh, from my understanding, they've been picking the Colts well, on the reg. They yeah. It's it just just a mirror there you can get a cheap one you get one of those stand-up ones that you put right against your closet door or you know what your bedroom door and you close it That's why full I, body I, I was asking why though what are the games i wanted to no, here's the thing they played they, I, I they locked up in, the colts but. against the dolphins and they came at me and i uh, i love the subreddit okay. but like they said you know shove it Sess, because i said whoever locks up the Colts, I would assassinate them. You simply cannot lock up <laughs> the go. Colts against someone, the Dolphins. Someone would argue, though, you buy a mirror and you look at yourself when you create a game without rules, it's anarchy. Just make it seven points. If I mean, it's, I, if I'm it's sure above seven points, there's a slight annoyance that it. they have a better record than, you can't take it. than everyone and in the You couldn't room have taken West. the Colts last week, by the way. That would have it's eliminated them. It's easier just them. to buy a mirror and look in it once There you go. That's all. That's just a simple the simple thing. Don't get caught up over the rules stuff. Just... Just get a mirror. Yeah. That's I mean, all. what is that this? That is like, the rule. Year, you, you know, six-year-old soccer? No rules? Just 
kicking hey, the ball around. And too. I love the subreddit. You guys are loyal and everything, but it's they're wonderful. A mirror. Throughout life, Greg, often you have to just sit down and take a long look in the mirror and evaluate. And the subreddit needs to. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Four and seven. They've won two straight. Good job by them. And what was shaping up as a historically terrible season. Uh, maybe it won't be great in terms of uh, when it comes draft time. Maybe winning these games is not the best thing that could happen uh, to uh, the uh, team from Orchard Park. But they're showing a little pluck at 4-7. and seven. Now they head to Miami to face the Dolphins. And, and again, thank you. Thank you to the Colts and Andrew Luck for doing God's work, uh, keeping the Dolphins from moving to 6-5 and five and staying uh, square in the middle of the playoff picture. Instead, they're 5-6. and six and really all but cooked Chris Wessling. Uh, so this is kind of two AFC East also rans, unless the Dolphins went out. Thank you for throwing <laughs> this game my way. Yeah. Uh, these two teams, my favorite metric for offense is drive success rate. These two teams are 29th and 30th this year, and that's about how they play when you watch them on TV. They're, mm-hmm. a, they're pretty unwatchable. Josh Allen is fun. Um, I wonder if he'll ever learn to throw with touch. But, mm. but one way to evaluate running quarterbacks is to treat their runs as passes to themselves and then put that in the stat line. And if you do that, Josh Allen had an awesome game last week, 99 yards rushing. He is a dynamic athlete, fun to watch, except when he's just throwing the ball like 100 miles an hour <laughs> into the dirt. But Had about three or four throws that were pretty awesome. Though. Yeah, phenomenal. And I then on the other side, like, how do you even evaluate Ryan Tannehill when they won't let him pass on third and ten and his offensive line and wide receiver core are ravaged by injuries. I don't even know. There, it's, I don't, at this point, I don't well, expect I, what, him to be I, the quarterback much longer. And there's all this, oh, Ryan Tannehill is going to finish the season with the best completion percentage of his career. I, if, if I hear a single <laughs> – it, no, it's the stat that he's throwing around about Tannehill because there are these, like – Pro Tannehill guys that are oh Miami people that want to like love tell Tannehill. you how great that no Tannehill is much Andrew more Luck? than you realize and it's like no it's a lot just, of straw men on the kissing cousin side right no 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 Dolphins fans love Tannehill no, there are, they think he's a there top are, ten there quarterback are, there give are. me a break That's, you're there right because people noticed the third and ten at the end of last game the drive before it it was also third and ten and they ran the ball it's third and Tannehill that's like what what it is it's like third no we can't you never let want to be there uh, Kenny Stills had some comments today the most telling, I think, was he said, I can tell you I'm getting open. I can't tell you why I'm not getting more targets. He has 108 yards over his last six games. Devontae Parker was out there last week. Stills was out there, and they're not going to their wide receivers. I don't know what, you know, what the reason is. Mike Kosicki is not turned into a good draft pick. I know it's early, but you, you can tell sometimes. And it's not a great sign that Cameron Wake is still their best defensive player. Like, every year I've made that point around this time of year on the podcast. What it's about not, Xavier Howard? This is like the Okay. Yeah. All right. He they're, made they're, one of the most beautiful the, interceptions. The best guy in the front. Two, two of them. No, but one, one of them. The I thought both thing, were great. They, I mean, they had. I think that Kenyon Drake played a nice game. You know, before the wheels. And now fell he's off. injured. But they might win this yeah. game, and then they're six and six, and they're tied for you know whatever. No, Erica. Well, if the Packers were five and six, we would be freaking out in this studio. Yeah. So, Erica, you want to hear something funny? Sure. A couple of years ago, there was a on-camera talent um, personality for NFL Network. Yeah. Uh, that had close ties to Kenny Stills. And uh, in the newsroom, <laughs> mm. uh, Greg made a disparaging <laughs> comment about Stills. And it resulted in a back and forth, a loud argument going back and forth. I wasn't loud. It was Greg, uncomfortable. Well, Greg what? and this individual uh, that got to the point where uh, 
I'm not going to say you needed to be separated, but there were separate meetings to talk to both of you about. Well, he was taken out uh, of the newsroom. You were you yeah. were in the right. You were in the right, as I recall. And this man yeah. got so hot about you making a negative comment about his friend, his boy, Kenny Stills, that the whole newsroom wow. shut down. It Who went it? one of my favorite NFL media. It moments. went on and on. And then actually it? it went on and on. And he was taken out of the newsroom. And then someone a shadowy league figure came back in and like saw that there was like a few embers still on the ground, and, like lit another match and then it restarted again. And it was Gil Brand. It was a problem. <laughs> At one point, the guys said, I will challenge you to an open debate that would, I guess, yes. would be put on the internet. What? And you know, yeah, you know, Greg, great. how Greg would have gone. Greg so and like, I'll do that. I don't care. I, no, why would I, I do that? I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> I said. I had, you were just getting more and more angry. I, my, I was proud of my response, which was I could, you know, I can see in retrospect, wildly annoying. But I said, I don't think that's something people would be interested in. He wanted, he wanted to have a, an open debate about Kenny Stills. You Should know. we say who it was? No, never. By the way, Kenny Stills, he was in the right on some level because Kenny Stills had a great year the next year. He's had a pretty nice career, got a nice second contract. Mark, you can so say there you who go. it was. I said it was Gil Brandt. Yeah, we're <laughs> it was definitely not, not Gil Brandt. It's never. I don't gonna. even think this man is. You got to take that out. You got to take that out. We got to keep it all mysterious. Let's move on. Let's see. Gotcha. <laughs> I was never going to say it, but this is exactly what I wanted you to think that it could come out. And then you would have to make edits. Because we're being. Show. Yeah, I don't want to be a, a jerk uh, on another uh, another time. Say no more. Leave it in <laughs> the past. Another, another time. It. I'm saying I'm like, I was already a jerk last time. Let's not double back. And on one last point. Josh Allen, uh, he had to do a couple kneel downs and it cost him a hundred yard rushing game. Rule change. Make that a team rushing negative yard. I agree with not that. individual that, stats. That or just don't count stat. it at all. I agree. All. I saw something that Brady leads the NFL. And it was like it was a ridiculous amount of uh, kneel downs that he had. Over 200. Give him back his, his rushing yards. Game's over at that point. You don't have to <laughs> count for the stat. Gil was so angry. I could not believe. I, I, Gil, Gil is so composed, typically, that it was um, it was a, a really hard. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you there. say that because Gil really was really angry at me one other time. Really? About Ten years ago. I'm before, sure without reason. Before Everyone I worked gets a turn. here. <laughs> before I worked here. What's the, what's the common thread, the denominator here that seems to be occurring over and over? It might be hmm. Greg. Or, you know, <laughs> reporters. Whoa! Oh, no. That, right now, we that was uncalled that for. Take that, <laughs> wrong that was you. uncalled for. <laughs> well, Un- you you come ridiculous. at me, what do you expect? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh, the Chicago that's, Bears. That's that person limits. didn't that come is off at limits. you. <laughs> that's a Hall of Famer, man. Oh, I love Gil. You know, Chicago saying. Bears are 8-3. and three. Uh, they are the team of around the NFL. You're darn right they are. And, and they deserve the credit because they are, they've won five in a row. And um, I was really impressed. On 85 hours rest, they went into Detroit on Thanksgiving, took care of business, a well-earned mini-buy uh, for our Bears. And now they get to go to the Meadowlands. And good timing, too, because if the Giants find a way to hold on against uh, the Eagles, Greg, uh, they are on a three-game winning streak, and maybe the New York media is a little overexcited. But in the locker room, they would certainly feel mm. they were still alive in the NFC East. But you wonder if the air goes out of the balloon after that loss. I don't think they'll try less, but I do agree that it's a beautiful schedule setting up for the Bears that the two starts they're getting with Chase Daniel, and Chase Daniel is expected to start in this game, according to Mike Garofolo 
are against the Lions and the Giants. I mean, that that is perfect. That's like a football gods, like, hey, you're having a good season. Let's let Chase Daniel start against two lackluster defenses in games that we're going to have a chance to win on the road because even though his numbers were solid, they were misleading. He missed throws accuracy-wise, and he really missed just seeing the field. I think he's a fine backup, uh, and he gives him a chance to win this game. But if they do win this game, it's another reminder what a what a star Matt Nagy has been. What a, how yep. key? What a great hire he's been, and winning games with Chase Daniel and you know Trubisky earlier in the season when he was struggling, like creating yards for those guys and creating open receivers. He's done an awesome. Never guy. talked about as a coach of the year. I think he guy. should be in there. I agree with you. And like the window with Chase Daniel though is perfect, assuming it ends this week because after this you have the Rams and the Packers, which is going to that's a rough two-game stretch for the Bears. I don't think the Giants are expected to be back. That's right. Mm. I don't think that, but we heard that about this week too. No, he really is expected to be back this time. Uh, Let's go above Nagy. I did executives of the year candidates this this week, and Ryan Ryan Pace is number one. Ryan Pace, Chris Ballard right there at the top. The Saints duo of Jeff Ireland and Mickey Loomis are in the running. You can put Andy Reid and Brett Veach in there. Couldn't I don't kill know. Jeff Ireland. People tried. They couldn't do it. I don't know if you mentioned – like, I don't know if it was a Pace decision or a Nagy decision, but to keep Vic Fangio, if he kind of made the incoming coach do that, like that was so key. I like what Vic Fangio – he was – Vic Fangio. What advice would he give his defensive players for stopping Odell Beckham Jr.? And he said, go to mass Saturday night. <laughs> Funny. Uh, um, yeah. You have something to say. No, I just I, – one last thing. I do wonder sometimes – the whole Pat Shermer head coaching experience, I, I don't know how long this is going to yeah. thrive. I don't think Giants are as bad as their record. This is not a – I'm not. I'm a little worried about them with Chase Daniel as the starter on the road. I think the Giants are about the same as the rest of the NFC East teams. The Panthers are 6-5, and five, uh, which wouldn't seem too bad, but then you remember three weeks ago they were 6-2. and two. Three plus two. Nailed it. Uh, Three-game losing streak, another disappointing loss. This one at home. Yeah, you know, road losses you could sometimes understand, especially Pittsburgh, uh, even though that was a blowout. Uh, the loss in Detroit was a tough one, but it was a one-point game and the two-point conversion attempt at the end, so it was a little bit tricky. Uh, the, the Seattle loss is just a killer because they should have won that football game, and you wonder if there's something wrong, Mark Sessler. Uh, luckily, they get a, a, a stinker of a team in the Bucks. Uh, but they are coming off a win as well, so they might be feeling a little good about himself after a long losing streak goes in the rearview mirror. It's a weird time to do this, but I have to somewhat soften my stance on the Panthers, where I had expressed utter disbelief, mm. Mm. because you look at that Seahawks game, and what I saw was the most exciting Panthers offense that I've watched in a long time. That they are incredibly, uh, they're speed based. I think the Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton in that game, just there are moments of fl- game flow where they are rumbling down the field against Seattle. And I love what you have with DJ Moore. And I do think that here's the thing you can't dismiss them entirely without dismissing the entire NFC East which I happily would do, except one of them are going to get into the playoffs. And I think that game was on a defense that's not what it was, and it's on a, a hideous afternoon by Graham Gano where things just you – know, they, they should have won that game exactly. And the I, inability to pick up one yard when they need to. Right, which is a that in, happens, which is important, though. That's an important football skill, pick up a yard. You had three or four different it, different chances in that game where if you pick up a yard, you win the game. I did not love their play. So that's on them. Near, from a team that the goal cut, line. From a team that cut its inside runner, C.J. Anderson. I, I just wish – I love watching Cam play, and you're right, it's a, it's the best Panthers offense. I just wish they were with the Panthers defense of 2015, well, 16, or 17. It never seems to work out that Because that, that team 
if you put this offense with one of those defenses, that team is in the mix for the Super Bowl. Sure. Let's move on <laughs> to the next game. Got a lot of games to get to, fellas. Got to keep moving. The Chiefs, 9-2. and two. Uh, Yeah, they took the L, uh, put up 51 and still lost. I don't think that's ever happened before. So uh, uh, they had a week to think about that. They had their bye. And now here's their get healthy game. The Oakland Raiders, they go to the black hole. The Raiders stink. They can't play ball, Chris Wessling, and the Chiefs are going to beat them by 20 to 27 points. Yes? How, how can anybody have any problem with that statement? You watch Matt Judon get three sacks in a row against one of the worst right tackles in the NFL, and now D. Ford's coming in there to face the same right tackle, or Chaz Green, who the Raiders signed this week, who mm-hmm. might even play. Who knows? But this you, you can't protect David, uh, Derek Carr and – the wide receivers that they're running out right now with being banged up, you can't evaluate this guy. This is the most it's a broken blah, offense. This is the most blah team. I can't remember such a nothing burger team this early in the season. You run an there's end around. Not, there's not many players. They're out. depressing. They're running end arounds with a 33-year-old Jordy <laughs> Nelson on a bum knee, and he can't beat anyone to the corner. A defensive lineman he can't beat to the corner. You know, you get like when you hear Amari Cooper say they they weren't using me the way that I would have used me. A lot. Of, you always hear players say that. And a lot of times, it's a bunch of nonsense. But with when it comes to the Raiders. Yeah, it's absolutely true, and I, I, what it's such an indictment on John Gruden. Beyond all the essentially tanking, like there, we should be seeing competent coaching. Well, how about a guy like Carl Joseph, who was a first-round pick and was benched earlier in the year, and now is one of their best defensive players? It's like, why was I know he was injured for a while, but it's like he was in the doghouse. They almost tried to cut. They were going to almost cut him. The the most. Significant development to me in this game and this week was Eric Berry returning to practice for the Chiefs. Mm. I mean, you you just don't know what kind of player he could be when he returns. I don't think it's going to be this week, but if he, it's been a, a year and a half since we've seen him. One of the best defensive players in the league. What a what an addition he could be to that team if he's anywhere near his old his old status. Let's this is one the, of those games. Let's, play, where, let's pick this game. <laughs> well, this is one of those games where like a beat writer would be like. If they lose to the Raiders, I'll walk back to Kansas City from Oakland. But um, I will not do it. I will go Chiefs ten to nine. <laughs> I was joking, but I liked your score. Uh, Wes, uh, we have to hear from a, uh, a certain sponsor, don't we? Well, you may or may not have heard, but Lowe's is the new home of Craftsman. Oh no! Which means that at Lowe's you'll find an ever-growing selection of mechanics tools tool storage, and more, in-store and online, ready that to help. that charm again with Wes? He should be doing <laughs> these reads every week. It's like Collinsworth reading. Ready to tackle projects throughout your home. If one of those projects happens to be in a really tight space to get to, then you definitely need to check out the 120-tooth ratchet. He's we'll also like the light on. He's for also you. like the guy. Like even if you guys disagree with this, he's the guy of the group that seems most likely to be using a racket, ratchet wrench. Now maybe you would disagree, but I think the he just seems like the guy that. I think you're commercial. sort of dismissing Dan and I. With no, I'm saying like, um, but, but he's fine. the guy who would get hired for the commercial. Even if in real life you guys are the ones doing it, he'd be the guy that gets hired. I don't. I, I'm I, not following. I, I still don't agree with that at all. Yeah. But <laughs> go ahead, Wes. You guys want to talk about all this stuff, all this nonsense? But let me tell you about what's really important: <laughs> a three-degree arc swing. You guys, do you know what that does? Add some degrees. We didn't either. Apparently, we'll Dan and Mark out. have no idea what it what it does. Oh, that three-degree three, three degree arc swing means you can loosen or tighten bolts with less movement in those hard-to-reach spots. Absolutely. Just saying he connects with a rural listener, you know? <laughs> Greg just called me <laughs> a hasty. That is absurd. Will you stop offending everyone, Greg? 
<laughs> little, <laughs> little do you know that I am actually doing this read with a piece of straw in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and a tall glass of lemonade. All right, do you want me to start? Lord and me. The one thing I would say is you got to pick up the speed a little bit, the tempo. Ouch! Yeah. Well, it's a little hard when three other people are doing the yeah, same Yeah, you know rate. what? How about just a tad of encouragement? Listen here, you. Waldorf and Statler. <laughs> Good rap. That, that three-degree art swing should make it easy to tackle any auto or DIY project on your list. Plus, they come in a gunmetal chrome finish that's not only sharp-looking, it makes them corrosion-resistant. What color is this? That's gunmetal chrome. Yes. That's I got it. a wallet that's gunmetal chrome. Get to the offer code. Get to the offer code. 14-minute ad read. Shop the new home of Craftsman today at Lowe's.com slash around. That's Lowe's.com slash around. All right, Greg, you're on the read next week. But you're doing great, Wes. It's very yeah, thanks. The chart. No, we Yeah, we uh, interrupted you too I, much. Nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the J-Men, the New York Jets, are 3-8. and eight. Uh, they're, they're riding a five-game losing streak, and now they head to Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans, who once upon a time some people took seriously. I don't know if that's the case anymore because they couldn't beat the Colts on the road. They could not beat the Texans on the road, and as a result, they're now 5-6 and six and in dire straits. Uh, the good news uh, here, Greg, is that uh, the Jets – uh, are as forgettable and bland as any team in football right now and uh, might not even have um, uh, Sam Darnold back for this week, but we will see. It's, it looks like it's going to come down the wire. Yeah, and, that, and the way McCown played last week, you know, I don't know if they'd have a better or, or worse chance to win. McCown looked fine. He looked kind of yeah. back to being the normal McCown last week. Wow. Here's the thing. The Titans are the AFC's Packers, though. They've kind of shown us that they're a mediocre team. But their schedule is so incredibly easy. We're going to be talking about them. I mean, yes, they could stub their toe, but their next three weeks are Jets at home, Jags at home, uh, Giants on the road. So that They'll lose one of those. They got a chance. They're even terrible if, on the road. Right. They have one of those on the road, and it's against the Giants. I'm just saying they have the easiest schedule in the league, period. Four out, Four of, out five of five at home. The, the last two are, are tougher, Redskins and Colts, but those aren't you know world beaters. And they, I just think over the next— what? I'm saying over the next couple weeks, Jets, Jags. Don't talk about the Colts that way. Jets, we'll see where they are in week 17. I mean, I, I hope you're right, but I'm, I don't think, I'm not just penciling that in. Jets, Jags, and Giants, you know, it just wouldn't surprise me if Mariota, and who's been playing a little better overall, I would say figure, they figure out a way to coach up and win these those games. That's it. And then they're 8-6 and six in, a, in a pretty crowded race. This is a team that has so much more energy at home than it does on the road. I, you can't expect them to go into the Giants in three weeks and win. I mean, I know you love that schedule, but I agree that they're – They'll trip up somehow. And they don't, have, they don't have much going on. They have – Corey Davis is their one receiver. They, like, have no one they can count on after that. They don't have a running game. Deion Lewis is a great player, I think, but they don't really we have a running again. game. We saw it again. We saw it again on Monday. I'll use the line again. It's a 120-yard field with a 10-degree incline, watching them try to move the ball down the field. It's a tough watch. They need to be more dynamic. And Marcus Mariota has one of the great statistical games in terms of accuracy ever. But at any point in that game where you're like, ooh, the, the Titans are dangerous well, that, out here. It was like the most – it was very much Mariota in a nutshell because the, the stats were good. You saw the nice mid-range throws. And yet he, unlike Watson, I don't think handles pressure – as well, he's he does, not he he's doesn't. not using his feet as well certainly as Watson, and so you're just sort of wanting a little more. Why are you throwing the ball 45 times with Josh McCown? Because 
their offensive coordinator is not good. They moved. They you know what? They, that, that, that checks out. I need no further. They moved yeah. it. You know, they moved the ball okay against. But why the so conservative with Darnold? And then you get, then you throw. In, let Darnold fl- fling it around that way they when sh- he's in there. Come on. In general, the idea that you would throw it that much with McCown, it just with me with the Jets, and I love the Jets with all my heart, but. As long as McCown's playing, and uh, there's really nothing to talk about. No, you're right. No, they just, right. they just, they're just going to exist. Here, I have one point on the Jets. What is it to talk about? That penalty. People always talk about penalties. You got to, you can't take penalties are overrated. The Jets lead the league in the fewest amount of penalties. That's how much not having penalties. Well, I guess it's more like if there were two equal teams. If you're a trash bag team, I mean, over the course of the season, a lot of great teams have a lot of great, a lot of penalties. I would not mind. The Jets are still hanging in the periphery for the number one pick. I would not mind. If they lost all or most of these games down the stretch, and if if I somehow can get Darnold to have, you know, get back on the field and look good, that you could have best of both worlds. But I'm just annoyed that well, that's my best case scenario again here. But you could also trade the first pick and get a bounty and start rebuilding your team. Maybe. That's the intro to my executive of the year column. If you'll check it out, Ooh, I'm happy. Wes. NFL.com/slash/whistling. The Minnesota Vikings <laughs> six four and one. They beat the Packers at home last week. Uh, a big win. Uh, in their quest to get back to the playoffs. Uh, and now here's a big test. They go to Foxborough, the throne of ease, the Pats, who, uh, again, beat up on an AFC East foe, uh, the Jets that uh, last week. So they're 8-3, and three, and all of a sudden, here they are, locked in as, as things stand at the number two pick marks, uh, uh, the number two spot in the AFC playoff uh, picture. Your thoughts on this game? It's a good one. It is, and it's, it's you know, I feel like with the Vikings, because I kind of – find myself to be a bit of a like a pocket Vikings fan. I incorrectly lauded them for team of ATL two years ago and never heard the end of it. Butcher that and one. Last year, thought that they were the team. I, we could have seen them play at home it's in the Super It's mostly the voices Bowl. in your mind that you yeah. couldn't hear the end of it from. But <laughs> right. Yes. Well, that's fair. But, I mean, you're 6-4-1, and one, and I don't know how excited I should be that you beat Green Bay because you know how I feel about them. This is the game where – Wait, it, how do you feel about the Packers? I mean, we just rewind 21 <laughs> minutes. We've been through it. But if listen, if you want to turn heads and have, I, I think this would be the the game where if you're Minnesota and you want people to start to buy in and you want to tell yourselves we can buy into ourselves that you go and beat a Patriots team that I find to be less than invincible. I I, I was not like overwhelmed. So they're invincible. They're invincible. I was not. No one I was not overwhelmed with, with that Jets performance at all. I was not. I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like Greg had some takeaway, like the Patriots are back. That was an impressive game, and it's tied 13-13 to 13 no, late it, in the third quarter. That was not my takeaway. It was some underlying things that I think are positive with the team. That they're essentially healthy, and the parts of the team that I want to come together, especially offensively, that they're healthy, That's and they fair. can start getting some continuity. And you saw something. It was their best pass rushing game, for what it's worth, all season. No I'd like to see it. some things like – Brady to do his trademark stuff. They get the ball right before halftime. Can you do a 98-yard drive and do your trademark thing where you score right before the half and then score coming out of the half, and they couldn't do it. To me, that was a test, and I didn't see him pass. I'm with you. I mean, the Vikings, you know, it's they haven't – the whole thing all year long, they're not the defense from last year, but they right now lead the league in sacks per game, and they lead the league in allowing the fewest big plays. I like that against New England because mm. – if you got a little bit of a better Brady, Tom Brady version against the Jets just because they couldn't do anything, get in his face and disrupt him what a and great, cause chaos for New England. I think what a great matchup up front on both sides. I think it's a great test for both these teams. To, for the Patriots offensive line, who's had a lot of injuries at tackle, but they're healthy right now, who's a pretty good run-blocking group. Can they push Linval Joseph and Sheldon Richardson around? Can they protect Brady? 
Uh, and then on the other side, as I said, the Patriots' pass rush had their best game of the year. Can they get after Kirk Cousins? I think it's a. It, I'm a really excited for this Gilmore versus Thielen. Are you going to lock it up? A lot of good matchups, and I think the Patriots do respond at home. And I'm going to lock it up. Oh yeah. Let me uh, let me speak on that as well, Greg. Um, the Patriots from about week – I don't have the stats, but I can tell you it's going to be close. From week 13 through 17, going back the last decade or so, they're probably playing in the neighborhood of 800 to 850 ball, maybe better. And uh, and I need a win in the worst way in this lock competition. I'm three games out. Got it. I'm in almost win-out territory here. Uh, so I'm going to put myself in a no-lose situation. I'm going to lock up the Patriots, take care of business at home against the Vikes because they always do this time of year. And if it works against me, hey. Yeah, that's a good way to. Throw in a sleeve. Then you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm covering my bases. But which would you, I almost feel like you would rather the Patriots, when it comes down to it and and there's 30 seconds left in the game and and the Vikings are lining up for a field goal, you're hoping that goes in to win the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And it's not even close. Patriots do average almost 15 more points per game at home than on the road. Everything you guys have been – yeah, they're undefeated at home, not been good on the road. Everything you're saying that this isn't the same Patriots team, it's absolutely supported in every analytics. They have their lowest ELO rating, which is 538. So we have What's doing an it ELO? Since uh, 2009. Like Greg ELO? What's their electric uh, light orchestra? They're, they're eighth or, I think they're eighth or ninth in football outsiders. So I think that's the funny thing is, like, yeah, they're not the same Patriots, but they're also a Super Bowl contender. And they're eight and three. They're in the mix. One, the one conclusion I've come to, I am no longer uh, jealous about the whole Josh Gordon situation because he does not look to me like the Josh Gordon of old. He's he's huge, though, for their team. I mean, it's yeah. good, good for that. La- I just don't miss him the same way that I No, he's to. not the guy that he was. But he last week especially, I thought he was a little more integrated into the offense. And I, like, integrate I liked, this. liked what I saw. <laughs> not what you were looking for, the responses there, was it? I mean, he's their number one receiver. <laughs> Mark wanted you guys to be like, yeah, he is no, just I, not they even got him for free. Oh, we've been saying that. He, d- he is not the same guy. Edelman looks, Edelman looks good to me. looks fast. Hey, if you want right? to feel better about the Browns-Patriots trades, just look at Danny Shelton this year. What a bust that guy has been. So yeah. there you go. I could have told you that. I would like to see Baker Mayfield with Josh Gordon. I still don't think. Oh, no, no doubt. But it's <laughs> yeah. it's just that it's not like he's lighting up. The, I'm sure he'll probably sure. be like the Super Bowl MVP Who? You know, two months, six weeks from now. He's a good starting receiver. The San good Francisco. Not in my mind. Receiver. San Francisco 49ers <laughs> are 2-9. and nine. Um, Like the Jets, it's kind of just a matter of get your draft positioning and you know get your quarterback on the field. For the Niners, it won't happen until next September with Jimmy G's knee injury. They're on the road uh, against the Seahawks, who uh, after doing great work in the last two weeks, uh, Wes, again, first against the Packers, uh, then last week stealing one from the Panther, Panthers on the road. Here's a well-earned cupcake at home. Oh, this is a legit cupcake. The 49ers are not a good team. Their O-line got whooped last week by Vita Vea and company. Vita Vea had like three or four Viva tackles Vita? for loss. And, uh, Vita Vea is what Danny Shelton wanted to be. Exactly. Without Pierre Garçon and, and Marquise Goodwin, you're you're asking Nick Mullins to throw behind a leaky offensive line to like a trio of slot receivers. Th- this offense is shot right now outside of Matt Breida and George Kittle. Um, and, and honestly, I don't know what – they don't have much to build on. That would, The drafts haven't been good. No, this is like the week of reckoning for John Lynch, and I think, I think it's early to go too crazy about it. But he's taking heat, and he deserves it. I'll stand behind Shanahan as a great coach and a great offensive. Absolutely, mind. if you it, lose him, people will line up to get him. And uh, 
Seahawks really miss KJ Wright. This is not a game that I think it matters, but I, I'm sick of them waiting to like fall behind to try to win the game and by throwing. It's like you don't uh, have to fall behind by run, run, pass for the first two quarters to do that. I, I do think that that, that Panthers-Seahawks game was, was fun to watch and that the yeah. Russell Wilson performance was one of the best in a long time. And even though I thought all year, like, oh, the Seahawks are kind of trying to make something on offense where they don't have all the parts, like, they felt weapons rich at times yeah. last week against yeah. the Panthers. T- yep. Tyler Lockett, Matt Harmon's boy, finally having uh, his breakout year. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, let's move on. Sunday night football. Here's a good one. Oofa. Speaking of a reckoning, this is it, the Chargers. This is what we've been waiting for with the uh, Superchargers. Here's the test. They're 8-3. and three. They had that hiccup against Denver two weeks ago, but then they beat up on a bad Cardinals team. They're 8-3. and three. They have a chance, uh, outside chance to win their division, uh, and if they did that, they could get a bye, and then who knows what's ha- what happens. But here's your test. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-3-1. and one. Uh, they are in their own building, Greg. Uh, they're at Heinz, and they're also coming off a, a disappointing loss. Uh, where do you stand in this game? Who are you feeling good about this week? I, like you, am so excited. This is what I've been waiting for. As like We've been rooting on the Chargers here for a while. I mean, in this studio for three or four years to get to a point where they're legitimately at this level for a big game. They're going to be in prime time three of the next four weeks. Right, they didn't put themselves behind. I gotta admit, I don't feel like a. I don't. They are set up well. Yeah, and I don't feel a strong um, inclination that they're better than the Steelers. I probably, I think the Steelers are a little bit better of a team, and that they're at home. So if I had to choose, I I would take them. But I do look to Philip Rivers sometimes uh, for wisdom, and he talked. He he wears this hat every week. He talks about it a lot, and it says uh, it says Nunca Chepe. And uh, that's Latin, but he says that's how he says it. That's the Georgia way to say it, and it's from the Bible. And it says, begin again. After every interception, begin again. After every touchdown, begin again. And I've been just, like, watching this Chargers team finally try to put the past behind them, and they're living in the moment. And Chargers fans, the one that have stuck around, you know, nunca chepe, begin again. Let's make a new Chargers, you know, tradition in Los Angeles and win some of these tough games on the road. I want to see it. I like it. I thought you were about to start a rain dance. Oh, no. A new tradition in Los no, Angeles I don't feel by f- winning on the road. I like. Well, that. that's where they're at their best. I just mean like with this, forget that's about... That's how you w- complete 25 passes in a row. Right. By not worrying about what happened. Forget before. about what happened in the past with this Chargers team. This is a new team and it's really talented and Joey Bosa's playing great. I, I, I don't know if they're better than the Steelers or not, so no, I'm not. That's I what, think they can get over the loss of Melvin Gordon and the... It, it, for a week or two. I would say the Chargers. Great backup. Three and a yeah. half. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a narrative out there that the Broncos game plan worked against the Steelers offense that had 530 yards. Uh, Antonio Brown overthrew Jalen Samuels on a trick play that should have been a touchdown. Xavier Grimble lost a football, a fumble that should have been a touchdown. Ben overthrew Juju Smith-Schuster wide open on a deep ball. James Washington dove for a ball that he could have scored standing up if he would have just ran through the ball. They left. Over 100 yards and 20 points on the field in Denver. The scheme did not stop what the Steelers were doing. The Steelers stopped themselves. (laughs) Ben had a career-high 25 completions at halftime. (laughs) And um, Uh critics of Ben Roethlisberger and Baker Mayfield this week, shut up. Say you hate them. That's fine. Just say you hate them. You don't like them. You hate them. You don't like anything about them. But 
bending yourselves in all kinds of different directions to make points about them? Ben is 15-year veteran with two Super Bowls, and he's the quarterback. If he wants to criticize a rookie receiver for doing something stupid, that's his job. I'm with I you. did not click into a single one of them. That is you. his job. No. I thought you were talking about his ben. interception or whatever, but no, I'm with you on Don't that. compare him to a wide receiver criticizing teammates. He's the quarterback. He's been in the league 15 years. If you hate him because he's a bad person, that's fine. But don't tell us he's a bad leader because of that. Mm, I thought you were about to lock it up or something. And I'm locking it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to give you one amazing stat. Wait, for, for the Steelers? For the Steelers. I, I want to give you one amazing oh, stat about you, these West, two quarterbacks, Rivers and Big Ben. Since 1993, when free agency started, 0.07% of players have remained exclusively with a single team for 15-plus seasons. Not totally shocking, but that is 16 players out of 16,586. Mm. And Big Ben and Philip Rivers are obviously two of them. <laughs> I I take that. <laughs> it is a fun matchup. I, I mean, it's I great it. to see these two guys going at it. I, this is one of those I want to start the Wait, pot so early. So Rivers and Roethlisberger have been playing on their teams for a long time. A long, long time. <laughs> and, I mean, wouldn't Eli Manning be another one too? Same draft. I, I, I would. I think he is. He's been there forever. Evidence suggests he's a third. Antonio Brown's not having an Antonio Brown season. He's 14th right now in the wow. NFL. I thought. I thought it was telling. Vance Joseph said after the game they were determined not to let Brown beat them, and the Steelers still threw at him, and it 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 did help them the way that they threw at him 13 times for 61 yards. He's been extremely inefficient, had way more targets than Smith-Schuster for the year, but has 200 fewer yards. And I think it's a lot is going to have to come down on Roethlisberger just trusting Smith-Schuster, who's getting it done, and their third receiver, because those guys are just well, getting easy matchups, one-on-one matchups. He's got two tight ends on pace for 800 yards. Right, though. yeah. One other Antonio Brown note. His numbers, by the way, are still very good. They're just not at that level. As a touchdowns, yes. He also is the wide receiver. Uh, well, he leads the league in targets, but also the receiver that's had the most uncatchable balls thrown his way as well. So he's there also, has been some speculation. I don't think he's or, playing bad. I just think it's not the, efficient because yeah, teams been, are sending two two guys at him every single play. Also, the monstrous numbers that Juju Smith is putting up are in some degree because Antonio sure. Brown is drawing so much cover. Absolutely. Keep I an mean, eye. Oh, sorry. Juju is a star, though. He yeah, is, he's a, great. Every five years, they find a new guy who's going to be there forever and be awesome. I don't think James Washington's going to be that guy. Keep an eye on the running back uh, position on both sides. Obviously, Melvin Gordon out. James Conner, last three games, his numbers have kind of uh, ticked downward. Is he going to bounce back and have a big game, or, or did he peak? This is the game for him. Against the Chargers defense without Denzel Perriman, this is the game for him. Monday Night Football. Well, let's pick that game, by the way. You pick, you locked up, obviously. Locking up the Steelers. Steelers. I, I think Wes is going to win that lock. I think it's going to be Steelers, like 28-24 mm. to 24 type deal. You know what? I want us to be – I'm kind of into – well, I'm, I'm torn. Damn it. Because I want – I don't want the Patriots to get a bye. But I also don't think the Chargers will catch the Chiefs. So they're not going to get a bye. So I, I by that logic, <laughs> even though I want the Chargers to win, I'm going to pick I'm the I'm just going to pick the Chargers now because that's what I want to happen, and there's no repercussions in this little – Pick section. Not the pick. I don't know if I believe it. It helps, but it helps I think your it could Patriots happen. too. I, that's Chargers what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Chargers. Uh, all right, the Redskins are six and five. A two-game le- uh, losing streak has cost them uh, their sole possession of first place in the NFC East. They travel to Philly to face the Eagles. Mark, who uh, came back on the Giants, uh, wiped out a fairly large deficit, but it is the Giants. It is the G-Men, so you don't want to get too crazy. Eagles got to win this game to stay in the race, or it's bye-bye. 
Yeah, and I, I don't believe in the Eagles at this point really at all. I think they're essentially capable of being annoying enough to do their part to ensure that we get someone coming out of the NFC East as an 8-8 eight and eight playoff team destined for total implosion. So that does mean that they will win this week, and that does mean I'm going to lock up the Eagles that I don't believe in at all. <laughs> it's a mistake, maybe. But you know what? I think they'll probably win, too, so it's not – it's just it's a hard move to lock up a team you don't believe in. I've done that before, and then you you kill yourself if it I doesn't think, work I out. I think they're gonna win. I almost did. I almost went Steelers, but I also think this uh, takes me out of any sort of emotional lock scenario on Sunday, which I did for the three of you. Certainly does. Oh, I like that strategy, but it's I don't. A, it was a giving strategy, mm. but I don't really like the pick because I. Ooh. Because I feel wow. <laughs> well, Greg. Where are we in the lock standings? You and me. Let's I'm, I'm doing terrible, but I, I I don't like that pick because I I look at the Redskins and I look at the Eagles and I see two very similar teams. And I know Colt McCoy, you know, tried a little too hard, trusted himself a little too much, but he also made some plays on Thanksgiving. Uh, and this is not the same Eagles defense that we saw earlier in the season. And most importantly, it's a different Redskins team than we even saw last time around. Jamison Crowder looks like he could be back. Chris Thompson looks like he could be back. Trent Williams, he's back. And I wonder, like, what Eagles team has has Vegas been watching lately? Because they're a, a touchdown favorite oh, in, in this game. Uh-oh. And I, and the doctor, that doesn't smell right. The, the doctor's <laughs> not feeling that. And I'm liking Colt McCoy again as a touchdown road dog. It's raining in Philly. Hey, Dr. Rainmaker, do you take credit? Here comes the rain again. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh no! Oh no! Wait, wasn't there a drought last time you picked Colt McCoy? Wait, so <laughs> you you're, so are good. we again coming from totally different worlds? Where I say Is they're that gonna the guy win. That's been tweeting Erica. <laughs> I say they're gonna win the actual football games. You say they're just, just gonna say, do yeah. your little desert thing. They're just gonna cover, yeah. Yeah, it was desert like. It's like uh, actually that happened last week. West won his lock, but the Giants came through in Philadelphia. Very similar. Uh, rainy conditions where uh, the Giants did their job. One thing about the Redskins, this could come back to haunt me, but I think Adrian Peterson has slowed down <laughs> over the last few weeks, he, especially laterally. I don't think he looks nearly as explosive as he did earlier in the year. Not practicing today with that shoulder situation? You want to jump out on that? On what? Like you abandoned Aaron? No, I'm just mm. saying what I see. Mm. That's fair. Don't Numbers let Dan. Dan, don't, you look very disappointed with the you. singing performance. Uh, you know, you you I were up in arms about that. Annie Lennox, so we got to well, get rid of her. We still could get, yeah. There's still <laughs> the music bed underneath, but I, 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 I thought it was a, my it was my favorite drop because I like to hear your <laughs> your singing, but I cannot say that I wasn't disturbed. Can we isolate I just think, the voice and not it, the no. background? I was a little. I put it at the end. Ready? Yeah. No, yeah, please. Do it one more time. Yeah, you please. gotta listen. Yeah. Listen, listen. I was supposed to be one this. time. You put it on. No, no, no. Doctor Rainmaker, do you take credit? Here comes the rain. Again. Oh, but with that beat drop, Greg. Here comes oh. the rain again. Yeah, it's like a, he, Greg just took his headset off. This is like the Delaware reunion tour here in the studio today. Cars just flying off the road. You should have seen his face recording it. He like faced the wall <laughs> and he turned around so the cameras couldn't get him. <laughs> and he literally had like That's one hand. He had one hand out and was literally singing. <laughs> 
out. You got to get. I don't know about this ever it. happens again. You got to make sure you it's get never, it. Never. I have it's like never his happening. back. Yeah. It's never happening. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, the next time you hear from us will be Sunday night. We'll recap all the games that we just previewed. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, subreddit, go get a mirror. Uh, mm. uh, and uh, and that's it. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Stan Hansen signing off. Four quiet storm. The mailman. Golden pipes of the old boss. And Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Be careful. Till Sunday night. Hey, Dr. Rainmaker. Do you take credit? Here comes the rain again. Here comes the rain again. Here comes the rain again. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.